0: Oh magnify the precious name of Jesus, praise His name. Episode 19 Christmas in July Hello, and welcome to Stories About Tim. For this episode, I would like to throw a few curveballs. While I know we just heard the story of a patriotic song during a patriotic season, I understand I will not always be able to keep those themes consistent. This is especially true of Christmas songs. There are just too many Christmas hymns that have stories. I can't wait for the season each year to knock out one or two episodes and have to wait a whole other year to do another. Truthfully, I don't see this podcast going on for that long. The second curveball is that we really won't be discussing the history of a song's creation. As I've said in the past, my intent is to put listeners in the author's or composer's shoes and feel what they felt, imagine what they imagined, and think what they thought when these songs were created. While there have been a few accounts of stories these songs have created, I tend to stray away from these after stories. I won't be able to do that today, primarily because this podcast is an after story. Really, I'm talking about an origin story. I have hinted at it a few times, so I want to take advantage of the phrase Christmas in July to discuss the song that led me to my journey and study of not just hymn history, but music in general and its composition. It was a few years ago when my family and I were watching a traditional American Christmas movie. I won't give the title here, but I am confident that if you have seen the movie, you will know it from the context. Nearing the apex of the movie, the main character sought refuge in a local church where he received some much-needed wisdom and recommendations from an elderly man. During the conversation, there were some choir children practicing a song, and their voices filled the background. While those who know the song would be able to pick out the words, I was not, and therefore I could not. It was not until they sang the most famous part of the song, Fall on Your Knees. While I had seen this movie dozens of times before, This was the first time I really listened to those words, and this was also my first real time listening to the song. The words were profound. I couldn't understand it. Most Christmas songs were celebratory and happy and delightful and uplifting. And then you have this song that is commanding or demanding me and all other listeners to fall on my knees. I asked myself, What kind of Christmas song has such powerful words? I then began to search online. First, what song was sung in that scene, then more about the song itself. I did learn that there was some history to the song. The author, Placide Capot, was a hymn composer in the French town of Roquemont, where the local church had just had their organ restored. In order to celebrate the event, Placide was asked to write a Christmas carol, and he penned the words that English speakers now know as, O oh Holy Night. While the history did intrigue me, it was another part of the history that really grabbed my attention. I learned from the start that the song was originally written and sung in French, called Minuet Gretillon, and was later translated into English. I then went into a binge-fest listening to as many covers of the song as I could in numerous languages, English, Welsh, Spanish, and French. And I have to say, a song that is sung in its original language is the best. I will add a link to a woman named Joan Baiz. I have not found a better rendition of the song. This makes sense because the music and the flow of the words were created based on the song being sung in French. With any other language, you will not get the full effect, no matter how good. While the song was translated into English, it is not, as most songs go, a word-for-word translation. So I want to take a few moments and read a word-for-word translation of the song. As much as I love the song we sing today, I tend to find myself liking the words in the translation even more. Each translation is slightly different, so if you would like to... Compare this one to the video of John, which also provides a translation. Midnight, Christians, is the solemn hour when God-man descended to us to erase the stain of original sin and to end the wrath of his Father. The entire world thrills with hope on this night that gives it a Savior. People, kneel down, wait for your deliverance. Christmas, Christmas, here is the Redeemer. Christmas, Christmas, here is the Redeemer. The Redeemer has overcome every obstacle. The earth is free and heaven is open. He sees a brother where there is only a slave. Love unites those that iron had chained. Who will tell him of our gratitude? It's for all of us that he is born, that he suffers and dies. People, stand up, sing of your deliverance. Christmas, Christmas, sing of the Redeemer. Christmas, Christmas, sing of the Redeemer. From here, I realized there was more to songs that I did not know, and as a lover of history, I wanted to learn more. Sure, I knew of a few stories that are pretty popular, such as Amazing Grace and It Is Well, but it was O Holy Night that caused me to devour hymn history. My interest in the subject created another passion, music in general. Prior to this, I enjoyed singing, sort of, but I didn't seek it out. I occasionally sang parts of a random hymn from time to time, but it wasn't meaningful. But once I started reading about these stories, I realized I needed to learn music fundamentals, music theory, and more. I joined my church choir, I've toyed with an instrument that I'll probably never master, although I'd love to, and I have even composed and arranged a song. All because I heard the most powerful phrase of a song in the background of a movie. Now that you know the story, and my story, listen to placid's words as sung by ben everson and his wife amanda this is my favorite english rendition you can listen to more of ben's songs at beneverson.com and oh. Oh